Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we have a very special guest on board, actor and NCIS legend, Sean Murray is in the house. How are you doing, Ooh, Sean? Legend, legend, how about that? Wow, thank you, sir, I appreciate that. <laughs> Mate, not my words, the words of the internet, my friends. That is the words. <laughs> are you sure I didn't write that down? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been your burner account. It could have been your burner <laughs> Right, it could have been my burner yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you for coming on. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Um, we talked about a few albums via email and what we wanted to talk about, and we landed on one that is very close to my heart. I'm sure it's close to your heart. Uh, so today we're going to be chopping it up over DJ Shadow's incredible uh, 1996 album, Introducing. Introducing. Yes. Oh, I can't one of, <laughs> it, Like a whole beautiful world to explore. Exactly. Exactly. Oh That's what oh I'm talking about. Yes. It means so much to me. Brilliant. So this is what I'm talking yeah. about. If, if actually, before we jump in, I have to ask you, yeah. I ask every guest who comes on, uh, Sean, what's the least hip hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours? The least hip hop thing I've done in the last 24 hours was watch Gilmore Girls with my daughter. <laughs> that is a level that, yeah. I think I think I think I, I think that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. I can't think that's, that's pretty like <laughs> as little hip hop as possible. Yeah, that's right in that corner. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm wondering, is yeah. it more hip hop or less if you watched it on your own though? If you're watching it in school. Yeah. You know what? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think the kind of the family aspect of it kind of sells it a little bit. It makes it all True. right a little bit. If I was True. watching it on my own, that might be a little a little dark. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> A little dark. I love that. <laughs> uh, so, so, man, yeah, DJ Shadow uh, introducing oh. absolute classic. Uh, I really wanted to just ask you your origins with the record, really, like how you came across it. Had you heard yeah. anything like this before? Before you even dived well, in, you know, I, I, I grew. It's funny because I grew up on like I have an eclectic taste. You know, I listen to all kinds of genres of music and. And, you know, like a lot of people, I grew up with family members that played in mu music. You know, I had a, I had a cousin who played in a death metal band when I was like in elementary school and I used to hang out with him and listen to records and all this, but, you know, so I, I started with heavy metal and rock and then got into classic rock. And, and then I kind of, I got really into the electronic music that was coming out of England and surrounding England, um, especially the IDM scene, mm -hmm. um, the brain dance scene that, you know, pretty much was kind of started kind of by Aphex mm -hmm. twin and, and black dog and plaid and those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll take her a little bit. Um, I got real heavy into electronic music. Okay. Aphex twin is like a musical hero of mine. Okay. I mean, that dude is, is, uh, I mean, talk about worlds and personality, like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. through, through the, uh, my love of electronic music, you know, and, and as you know, when you're a music lover, you're always like looking to find something you're looking for more content from someone else, you know, that's got something that you'll like or whatever. And I came upon, I don't remember exactly how I came upon um, the album, but it was like a sleeper. Like I got it. And I, I do remember that I had the album and I had no hype around it. I didn't know anything about the album, hmm. but I, it, had, it had been recommended to me through electronic circles, kind of on a more of an ambient sort of right. tip, even though it's, you know, as you know, that album is all about samples pulled. It's about crate digging hmm. and these, all these samples and these bits and these melodies and, and textures that were pulled from all these different sources and made into this hip hop instrumental, you know, yeah. record. I mean, hip hop in the way that the beats and the break beats come, you know, that's, it's kind of classic hip hop, but it's, it kind of achieves something a little different. You know, it's not like, mm. you, you know, you don't think of like the classic sort of like a Paul's boutique kind of, you know, like yeah. more instrumental hip hop sort of thing. This is like, like a lot of people at the time were calling it trip hop. You know, because that was kind of a trendy, you know, term at the time. And I think it was just kind of psychedelic hip hop on a little slower. And, yeah. you know, it's like, um, I mean, there's not, you know, there's not, it's instrumental. So there's not a lot of rap, you know, you have yeah. vocal samples throughout. But I think, I think, you it, you know, it, I, the little bit of vocals that are on the album are, are kind of these really odd samples that are mm -hmm. taken from different places. And I think if you had anything straight, like a, a straight rapper, like going at it on a track or something, it would not be that album. It couldn't be that album. Mm -hmm. That album could not exist with a proper MC. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. What you've said there about the art of sampling and on this pod, obviously we, we, it's nineties podcast. The sampling was at the heyday, late eighties going into the early nineties. Yeah. There was so much love for that scene. And after what happened to De La Soul and all that, obviously sampling right. became a bit more of a restricted art form. And right. it's but I mean, it's like, it's like the kind of talk of what you're talking about. I, I was recently read this article that talked about the gray album, you know, mm. the, the mashup that happened with the Beatles and Jay-Z's black album by, I think it was danger mouse. Yeah. Didn't it, right. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm. And they talked about how that album just would never even happen nowadays. It could never exist because mm. no one would even start. They would know you can't sample the Beatles. I get sued 10 ways from Sunday. Yeah. And they, they would never even approach it. So yeah. whether it's, legal or not you know as as far as that you know and and those clearances and stuff you wouldn't have had that kind of creative output mm -hmm. that kind of mashup that kind of no one would even have approached that in the first place with the kind of rules you have nowadays absolutely yeah absolutely so, yeah you had that environment where people could sample from all these things and like create these amazing things mm, absolutely and even in shadow's time when he's dropped this i mean his first is 93 then it's like this 96 and then going into like yeah that sampling was still around, but I do think there were more and more issues happening around that time. So even yeah. then he was going in and you know what? One thing I love, and thank you for bringing this album back into my rotation because it's just a classic oh, and I don't oh, yeah. really hear it too much nowadays. It's stone and going back, it was yeah. like a time machine, bro. And it was like, I, I just could smell the air from from, from I hear that you, man. Time. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So where where were you then at that time? Where were oh, you? Oh man, I would, that was like, you know, that was oh man. That was my that was my early like rave days, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to a lot of shows those days. I was going to a lot of parties out in the desert, listening to a lot of good music. Damn, you know? out in the desert. Being so much good. I mean, those that's the days, you know, when you're like a teenager and Mm. You know, I was, I'd finished school and, uh, you know, I had a little bit of money and I had some free time, which is, you know, a great combination when you're going to go look for some music, you mm -hmm. know? So, but it, it's funny, you know, I, I have certain albums in my life that very much are like a time capsule of a certain period or whatnot, you know, mm. introducing, I have visited so many times over the years mm. since 96 that to me, it's not, it's, it's like, it's been a creature that's always been alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Were you one of yeah. them? Actually, before we go, were you one of them fans? Because DJ shadow fans, I find there's certain camps and cliques of shadow fans or generally okay. Cuba and all these scratching DJs. It can go, it's a whole new world of, of hip hop. But before we do, sure, sure. you were talking there about desert parties in the desert and my mind yeah. went straight to Caius. Uh, who are hip? Oh yeah! And I was like, "Did you ever get to see Caius in a desert?" Because I, I saw Caius in the desert. Jesus Christ! Okay, well, I that's did. It. You're now already a hero I, of mine. I, I, oh well, thank you, man. Thank you. I did. I saw one time Caius in the desert. Damn. Okay. And yeah. I so remember hip hop heads. <laughs> if you don't know who Caius are, go check them out because they're incredible. But anyway, that was a sidestep uh, on on what we were saying there about the sampling. By the way, what I wanted to say yeah. was uh, what I love about this album. And listening back to it now, you can tell just the way it's meticulously he's it's to be a genius. I feel you need obviously talent, but you need hard work, persistence and discipline as in he's a hip hop head. He knows what hip hop is and to completely dismiss one pillar of rap, which is rapping. Right. And then the heart and soul he puts into how long he must have been there to, to, to find all the bits. And from what I understand, he had he didn't he had pretty minimal equipment, and from what I understand, he had a pretty uh, he had a little sampler, and he collected record he just collected recordings on this for like over two and a half years just for the introducing material. That's crazy. And he had very minimal. I think like, he made the thing with like three, like a mixing board and three pieces of equipment. You know what I mean? I, I, if I knew my equipment better, I could tell you. But but man, that that in itself make, makes it a uh, just. A, a, like a, a love letter to hip hop, but just with his blood and yeah. guts and sweat. It's like a love yeah. letter to sampling even like, you know, it is like this, this art form that I'm not sure with where you were coming from with sampling, but I remember when I was a kid and hearing detractors of rap around me everywhere, one of the mm -hmm. things were like, Oh, they'll just get a record and what you're not even producing it. You're just going to, but this record shows, I feel it's a transformative art form. It's not a, it's not just here's a record. I want to cut it up. 
show people DJ Shadow and they'll go, then you'll realize, you know, that it's full of heart, soul, and, you know, a whole new art form. So, yeah. I absolutely. totally agree. I totally agree. He's taken all these layers. He's he's taken all these pieces. He's put them together. He's made them into things that they never they never were, never were never even quite meant to be. I mean, there's a, there's a great track called Stem Long Stem on the album. Mm. And it's got, and it's got, um, you can hear kind of echoing in the or reverbing in the back the the vocals of what is actually a comedian named I think his name is Murray Roman right. telling a story about parking tickets and having warrants out for his arrest and it's it's taken sort of it's taken completely out of context mm. and it's thrown in there and it works completely for the texture of the song and everything about it works completely knowing where it came from and how it ended up there is like ridiculous and i have no idea why you would go you know what this vocal sample this guy telling this joke i think would work really well with this sort of gothic you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know violin line yeah. or whatever you know and you know it's funny i, I know i used the word gothic i i I find that the introducing to have a lot of kind of gothic mm. vibe to it. I think maybe because a lot of piano is used, so much piano is sampled. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really just gorgeous little melodies, piano, you know. So yeah. I get a gothic Absolutely. vibe. It's definitely a dark album. Yeah, 100% is. I mean, they're all. But at the same time, at the same time, it's got that like, at the same time, it's super uplifting. Yeah. It's got, you know, midnight in a perfect world. Oh, that's beautiful. That is a beautiful thing where it's, you don't need any writers or commentators or gatekeepers to tell you uh, that in the trip hop scene, that is a Portishead track or a massive attack track. Like these things I think are almost interchangeable. And that's to take hip hop. Like when I was a kid, when I heard this, I'd never heard, I didn't even know if I liked it when I first heard it. Sure, sure, sure. I was like, this is a lot of the stuff that I end up liking the most when I first hear, I'm kind of like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And isn't that no. beautiful? It's a, it's like they always. Yeah. Give you, I, th I love it when an artist gives his uh, or hers uh, audience yeah. like a lot of respect and be like, just stick with me. Hold, I'll hold yeah, let it digest. Yeah. Digest. Let it, you know, vibe on it a little. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you know Where? what? Actually, on that, I don't know if there's a word for that, but on that, the legacy and uh, spawning of talent from this record, as well as lots of other records as you said Aphex was doing his thing there's so many people doing ridiculous things with Sonics at the time I even think Metallica had some album tracks that were like what is going on here I can't remember exactly what but there were metal tracks where I was like this is a bit weird uh, but to take hip hop uh, it's such a rigid like when I say rigid I mean the beautiful like it was us against them as a hip hop right there were, there were there were kind of pretty drawn lines as far as what the format was and mm. how exactly I hear what you're saying mm. and to take it from that and just go actually guess what else it can be guys bang it's this as well uh, yeah. so yeah absolutely love that Yo, what up, y'all? This is DJ Premier, and you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. Hey, yo, 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 this is your boy, Farrell March, and right now, you are rocking live with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Del, the funky homo sapien, down with hieroglyphics, the funk pimp. Come on here for some good shit. Yes, yes, you're rocking with the best. This is the one and only Just Blaze. Right now, you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. This is Open Mike Equal, and you are currently rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, peace and love to this homeboy, Man, and you're rocking with the Crate 808 podcast. It's the place to be. So good for you. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor Nelson, your R&B ambassador, talking all things R&B and hip hop on the Crate 808 podcast. Hey, yo, yo, check it out. This is the rapper Big Pooh, and I need you, 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 and you to make sure you check out this week's episode of the Crate 808 podcast. Tell everybody the rapper says so. Going back to what I was going to say then, as a DJ Shadow fan, and are you one of them fans that when introducing was out for three or four years, did you want to hear more and more introducing or did you enjoy where he went with his other work? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was one of the fans that was introducing was on such a high point. It was like, to me, he could never get close to that ever again. Yeah. And and I'm not saying he didn't make good music because mm. he made some incredible. I mean, I think of like, I think it's blood on the motorways. There's some, there's some wonderful moments like on I think preemptive strike and some other yeah. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's got some really nice, uh, nice stuff out there and has achieved, I think moments uh, that similar to introducing, but to me, introducing it just sort of like, 
the pinnacle. It's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it was just all spent there almost. And I, I hate to say that because he's an artist, you know what I mean? And mm. I, I hate to, I, I don't like to pigeonhole and say, Oh, you cool. can only do the one thing, you know, because I've heard him do plenty of stuff. That's, that's amazing, you know, but introducing is just such a special, mm. such a special record. Oh man, that's beautiful. Uh, I, I, I'm actually going to ask you, did you ever get to see, um, there's a doc called Scratch, uh, specifically. I've heard, about yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. There's so many good music documentaries. I there are, seen. there really are. And although like scratching DJ scratching, isn't like my go-to, like I probably wouldn't go out my way to buy tickets to see it. I do sure. fully respect it. And sure. I'll tell you what, if you ever get like a spare hour and you just want to delve into that world, this video is it's actually on YouTube now and I rewatched it and there's like one turntableism and the art of it mm -hmm. kind of. And yeah. All that. Right absolutely. On. And it, DJ shadows in it and oh, cool. he has this, it's just fascinating to see that world where DJ shadow is in Cubits, uh, who's like a bit of a legend in the DJ scene. Oh yeah. 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 His, his kitchen. And they're both just almost like jamming, but scratching. And then oh, the camera cool. cuts and Madlib's just sitting there laughing his head off. Ah. Like he's just sitting there like, Oh my That's God. Awesome. And I was, was like, Dan the automator in the corner too. Or? Do you know what? He probably was. He probably, know, was. Right? He yeah. probably was. So what I loved is, is that scene, but there's one moment he's in that in, he's talking about sampling and this record and you know, his right. art form. And right. he says something which really hit home when you said earlier about like the comedy sketch and where that has come from and the journey it's taken to get onto this record. He was like, oh, uh, he, there's this really old man and woman and he would go to the record store every day. And he was like, oh, I'll, um, uh, can, they always say, oh, if you like it up here, you should see what we've got downstairs. And he took him like a few years. He got downstairs and he said he'd spend all day there and it's just filled to the rafters of records. See, now I think I've heard this story. Right, right. I've heard this story in an article or something recounted. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's in this doc. As far as him getting access into like the vaults. Yeah, yeah. As far as the vinyl. Yeah, absolutely. He was yeah. like, and then he says something brilliant where I was like, oh my God, that is absolutely true. If you treat this music the way he sees it, he was like, mm. if you actually look, think about it, these are just piles of broken dreams of, of like artists who thought they'd be number one and look where you've ended up. And you've got to remember, you could always end up in the same place they are. And it's almost like this, this introducing is built of broken dreams. And it's, you know what? I've never thought about that, but you're absolutely correct. That's what he said. That's his words. And no, I, was like, I mean, that's wow. okay. That, yeah. I've never thought about that, but that's, that's a, yeah, Mad, that's definitely it? an angle on it and, and kind of an interesting one. And it, that's what makes it sound dark as well and kind of full of soul yeah. and heart. And yeah, it's just really weird. I find that. I mean, it, make, it, it makes sense. I mean, there's so much soul in the album. It's ridiculous. I mean, Absolutely. hell, the EP, What Does Your Soul Look Like? came yes. out of that, you know, yes. uh, came out of those sessions, which is anyone that doesn't know the EP, What Does Your Soul Look Like? Four parts. Mm. Unbelievable. I think two of this, I think two of those tracks are on the introducing album. Yeah. Uh, by the way, before I forget, I because I just want to bring it up at some point, it's mm. since we're talking about sampling and stuff, one of the greatest samples ever mm. is at the very end of introducing. Okay. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, so it you're thinking, is, which track is that? That's what your soul like, right? thing you, It's the it. last track. It's the last thing you hear on the record. You hear a skipping record, and then you hear the start of a laugh. And what that moment is, is the very moment in Twin Peaks when the audience learned who killed Laura Palmer. Oh. For, for Twin Peaks heads, they'll know exactly what that means. Man. It's a tiny little subtle moment, but it's when the audience learned it. And that's where the record ends. It's very subtle and it's awesome. How beautiful. That is amazing. So I'm, I haven't watched Twin Peaks. I know people hate me for this. And I, I do love, I, I've watched the first series, I enjoy it, but that, I, that is incredible. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He's good. There's a, there's a, there's actually, I think two or three samples from Twin Peaks, audio samples used through them. One is of the giant saying it is happening again, I think, or that. something is happening, something. Mm -hmm. And, but, but that, but the one of the record skipping and the little laugh you start to hear at the very end of the record before it cuts out. Ooh, chills. Ooh, <laughs> good stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. That's I've got to go and listen to that now. I've got to go listen to it, but it sounds it. like he sounds like he's a Lynch fan, a Lynchian as you would. Oh, I think so. I think so. And, to, and, and just that, I mean, that kind of, 
style, I mean, is very kind of murky, surreal, dark. So I'd be really kind of surprised if he wasn't into some surreal artists, you know, like David Lynch and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So on that, then we have sections that we like to talk about on the pod uh, for the albums. And you were saying there about that moment being quite, and that feels like a very rewindable moment. Uh, so are there any other moments on this album where you would just be like, oh, and I, I, I kind of just can rewind that forever? You know, when I'll tell you, and I, I know you know this moment when in Midnight in a Perfect World, there's that buildup. And when that breakbeat finally is just let loose, that slow boom, 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 yeah, yeah, big yeah. breakbeat with the, all that reverb is let, mama, 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 midnight, you know, and yeah, now we're yeah. approaching midnight and it just goes. That is, oh, yeah. When that breakbeat is just let to sit and now all that beauty and all that air, it's just so pretty. Mm-mm-mm. So pretty. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I'm not even listening to it and I'm getting goosebumps. But that's it. That's the power, man. That's the yeah. power. I love and it. Then, and then you've got like organ donor, that great organ number that just, uh, there's not a single person that you can play that song for who's not like, I love this track. I yeah. love this track. Yeah. It's like, even if they don't like hip hop, instrumental, electronic, mm. anything, like they're just like, this is good. Yeah. And it gives me a renowned love for organs. Like I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't, I don't really listen to a lot of organs. I love Godspeed, your em- Black Emperor. I like all these kind right, of noises. Right. I don't hear a lot of organs, and I was like, organ donor makes you feel like that's the best instrument ever. It's like it's- totally, totally. That's funny because one of my favorites, Aphex Twin, started a collection of organs, and oh, there right. was a lot of organs that started appearing on a couple of his uh, albums. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Have I you agree. ever seen? Have you ever seen Aphex live? By the way, you know what? I actually saw Aphex live in like '95 or '96 in the states. I think it was '95 and it was oh at a rave and it was a small rave and it i mean as as you probably know apex twin has come to the united states i think twice in his career mm-hmm. um and he left for like 20 years he wasn't doing anything and well i mean at least not performing in the states mm-hmm. and so but i got to see him at a small rave in 95 in this scene like in the real deal kind of scene and then i saw him years later do a dj set at coachella Oh, wow. which was a very different kind of scene. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that is odd. Yeah, because yeah. I hear the stories of his live shows, and they just sound incredible. Oh, I the, the first time the dancing bears. When you see dancing bears on stage, these big dancing furry bears that have his yeah. maniacal face pasted on them, oh, and he, he basically he's. And by the way, when he performs, sorry to get into this, but no, 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 absolutely. By the way, when he performs, he like sits on stage like with a mixing board or like lays down like he's like he's in his living room just playing. What? video game it's kind of crazy it's amazing it's kind of wild and then you got these dancing bears and he's basically trying to make it as loud and abrasive as possible he's brilliant. trying to drive the crowd into insanity <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Right. Sounds, anyway sounds, that's my apex uh, I, I love that it sounds a lot like swans they they i don't know if you ever heard swans but when yes. you see those live they don't they don't, almost like they don't want you there <laughs> it's almost yep. like can you get out the, out the room uh but yeah there's, no. a, there's a famous old apex story about him going into a club and putting on a piece of sandpaper on the on the needle yes but who, i mean i'm sure that's you know some story but it's a good one I, uh, yeah <laughs> i hope it's true i wanted to believe yeah, it's true exactly. uh but yeah organ donor absolutely loved that i think it was extended as a b-side i heard that again and it's just one of them you can let run it's just a track you can just let run absolutely yeah uh, totally and yeah there's that where the beat stops and it just runs and the organ keeps going for forever and you're waiting for it to come back in come back in and then it drops yeah it's just perfect yeah it's so good with that tension that tension and that really like when to drop the beat and when not to is so right on like throughout that out yeah really good point because you know what we have like five mic moments which are like moments of near perfection on the album and i mm. actually had long stem uh, uh stem long stem on there and i was like yeah. obviously the bells the strings all about it it's kind of transcendental as well uh, but i think that is a moment when you think right this is an era almost but i suppose like i suppose like midnight is like that as well like it feels like um he's in he's bottled a whole era of music and that's what makes me go back in time with him and i'm like oh yeah yeah, absolutely yeah i hear you there's a thing i was thinking about this earlier too because i i was playing it a couple hours ago just thinking about it and you know shadow on that album there's a there's this feeling of like it's it's very future it's got a lot of future to it but it's so nostalgic it's got all this nostalgia in it, and all this warmth and this comfort mm. and nostalgia you know what i mean like so yeah. it, it does it kind of hits both of those things which is an amazing thing yeah 
because I'm not sure if I feel entirely happy after listening to the album. Like, I feel just very kind of want to hug. <laughs> you know, it's like after yeah, you, I know. Like, you kind of want to hug. A little so. spent. You've been through something for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, know, I hear what you're saying. It's 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 kind of like it's kind of like finishing a. It's kind of like finish. It's kind of like finishing a Lynch movie that's open ended, and you're mm. like, well, I, I dug it, but I kind of I'm slightly uncomfortable. I need a hug. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I drive. Do. Everybody needs a hug at the end of that. <laughs> Everybody does. One of my favorites. One oh of my man. Favorites. Yo, yo, yo. Just interrupting this episode to give you a quick update on our plans for 2021. But before I do, just remember to subscribe on YouTube and like this video. Also, get involved in the comments. We always have some dope takes on there. So shout out to people that are getting involved. We love reading them. And hopefully some more of you guys can get on there and we'll shout you out on the episodes coming up. Now, on to 2021. We here at Crate 808 are setting up a Patreon where for the price of a pint or a coffee every month, we'll be bringing you even more dope hip-hop episodes. Simply go to create808.com subscribe to the newsletter you'll get all the updates on our plans but as a taster each month we're thinking of bringing you 90s rap hidden gem album reviews that you can vote for so if you enjoy people like Master Ace Diamond D The Lynch Mob Paris Big Noid Blase Blase we'll be doing a lot more of those we're going to do our Why I Love series the MF Doom and Jay Dilla editions each month we'll bring on a guest and dig into why they love a certain Doom or JD track and then test that love how deep is that love next up Wu and Chronicles Ghostface Killer Edition. We're aiming here, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we're aiming to go through every solo Woo project and we're going to start with Ghostface catalogue. So we're going to go in, we're going to talk about the music, we're going to talk about the fashion sets and just some of the amazing bars he's dropped in that career. And uh, the Griselda Marathon, I want to do it, I want to do it. If we get enough patrons, we're going to do it. We're going to go through every single Griselda project and really let's dive in, yeah? So get involved. Hit up crate808.com, subscribe to the newsletter as well as the YouTube and the podcast now. Back to the episode. But on that, you know, you were saying there yeah. about like rewind or moments. I had one that I just wanted to say to you because again, yeah. thank you for letting me listen to this. So I was listening back to it again and I was like, do you know what? The hidden gem on this album or the track that I'd forgotten about and now probably is my favorite is Mutual Slump. Because when I hear Mutual Slump, those yes. symbols, those, if you hear it on a good system, it's explosive. And I was thinking, this guy could have done anything. It's actually really, he's got a lot of dexterity. As in, he, if you hear Ogendor, that um, organ donor, it's almost like uh, straight, he could do a straight hard rap track almost. And then you hear like right. Mutual Slump and you're like, but what is this? This this could be released today on Ninja Tune or something. Like, so this could easily be released today and you'd be like, oh, that's... Oh, yeah, and you would never think it's an old song. Mm. And that lends itself you know, to the legacy. I, I, You know what? I agree with you. Mutual Slump is one that aged beautifully, mm. like fine wine, mm. Mutual Slump aged. Mm. And it's like, it, it's funny because I kind of, there's a really abrasive, almost opening to mutual slump that. Yeah. And for a while, I kind of, but for a while, and it kind of would, I would almost like want to skip it at the beginning, you know, before oh, I kind really? of really do the album, mm. because I know what it turns into that abrasive is then you get that little Bjork sample. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And when those symbols start coming in and how, how, I mean, just a world of symbols, God, that's beautiful stuff, man. Yeah. I, I did. I love talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I could tell. I could tell. But do you know what that is? That that moment of that abrasiveness going into beauty. You know who does that so much? And it, and I've mentioned him, Madlib. And not mm. his beat packs, yeah. his beat tapes have these that that for some reason that first that little weird distortion makes me think of him straight away because he's done it on numerous occasions where yeah. it's almost like he's, he's uh, or they artists like him and shadow are just kind of almost asking you, you know, not to join in. <laughs> it's almost like, right, right. Know, it's a challenge. It's a yeah. bit of a challenge. Yes. They like to challenge you. That's it. And that's, yeah. that's again, brilliant. Cause that's what you need. I think in I, art. So yeah, I agree. I agree. When you absolutely need that in art, you need to be challenged and these guys are challenging themselves and, and the art forms that they're in. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't collect samples from, you know, all these from crate digging for two, three years, you yeah. know, unless you've got a real drive and something in your head. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say, uh, is it uh, building up, building steam from a great, with a grain of salt? Mm. I don't know. I, I couldn't really think of what is the 
song that everyone talks about from this album because I feel there's quite a few. But it's kind of, yeah, no, this is kind of one of those albums that like the whole thing kind of speaks for itself. Mm. It really is. It's not like there's not a lot of singles you could pull off of it. I mean, if anything, yeah. it would be maybe like Midnight in a Perfect World and Organ Donor. Yeah, would probably yeah. be your two singles off there. But but there's too much that's great. I mean, building steam with a grain of salt, you know, or, or it's 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 just fantastic. It's just yeah. chug along, you know. Yeah, that, that gets it going, but, but not in a typical like, hey, I'm a DJ that's going to wind you up kind of like mm. thing. It's more of like, no, we're going to get into like a little darker, different kind of thing here. Yeah, drum and it's bass. Neat. There's some drum and bass oh, yeah. in there. Ooh, ooh, there's these yeah. high keys, if I remember in that track. There's a guitar. There's so many things that make up. Oh. But then that also makes me think, like, with Shadow doing um, this with a few restrictions on his sampling, like, De La Soul's happened almost 10 years. Well, not not almost, uh, eight years before this. And mm. he must have had an idea of, like, sampling things that might be easy to clear in my mind, I'm all, I was always, imagine if they, if sampling wasn't like, if it was a sorted from jump, if people had sorted things, where could this genre have gone if it had got everything? Like he's working with Right, limited, if it didn't have the restrictions, right? Yeah. And and this yeah. album is one of them where you feel he's reached for the stars, he's got there, uh, and he's yeah. one man. Imagine if, if other people like Prince Paul, and like you talked about uh, sure. Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique, yeah. That for me is such a brilliant uh double header you could listen to this and boutique and you get this rounded feeling of the journey sure. of rap and i love paul's boutique it's beautiful man. oh yeah no me too the paul's boutique is unbelievable yeah the artwork alone yeah. oh amazing hey what's up this is black thought and you are now rocking with the crate 808 podcast yo 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 yo, yo. this is stretch Armstrong. My name is Bobby Ducasse, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love. You're now listening to Crate 808. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? This is Prince Paul, and you're rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, it's EV Evidence, Dilated Peoples. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast, my favorite shit. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York, and you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. Real hip-hop. Man, on the artwork, though, what did you think? What did you think to the I, I, I love the cover of introducing. I love it. You know what? I, and from what I understand, I think that a picture was taken at Rare Records, mm-hmm. which is the record store that Shadow would go to. Um, I think Joshua Davis is DJ Shadow's name that he would go to and do all this crate digging at mm-hmm. was Rare Records in Sacramento. And they went and they took that cover, that picture there. And I believe the guy from what I I think they're just a couple of customers there. Their faces are kind of blurred. Mm-hmm. I think one of them may be related to the label, the Moax label, yeah. somewhere. But just just the vibe of like this nameless, blurry, you yeah. know, guys wearing a wig through whatever what you're gonna find textures and and all kinds of sounds and amazing little things that are just kind of faceless. You don't quite, I mean, that kind of speaks to the whole project. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was actually reading up on Brian Cross because he's the photographer for it. And mm. apparently it's all about the focus of the cat as in they were trying to shift focus. So if you have the vine or if you have the uh, leaflet, as you go out, right. obviously there's two guys, but there's a cat yeah. sitting there and they're trying to get focus and the cat's there. And that's oh, that how that happens. But it's, it's it's one of the things that got into it. And I was oh, right. Okay. I didn't get that. And yeah. So uh, again, oh, I didn't just, get that at all. Yeah. Me neither. So it was like that. Wow. And, uh, I think obviously the shutter and stuff like that, but then the remix album dropped. I remember the remix album dropped quite a bit after actually. It was like 10 years, maybe even it was like a, it was like a, uh, I don't know, there's so many people on there, Hudson Mohawk yeah. and, and uh, Clams Casino, people like that had remixed and uh, a lot of right. this introduced, uh, the album introducing. And the well, album- by the way, by the way, have you ever heard the DJ Crush Miso Club mix of Midnight in a Perfect World? No, no. Got both the Roots, got both the Roots MCs do a, do a verse on it, one wow. each. Wow. It's unbelievable. Club mix, okay. DJ Crush, the Miso Club I actually think MISO is the name of the EP, but and it's mm. it's the club mix of Midnight in a Perfect World. Wow. You have got to hear this. Go go find this after okay. we're done. Yeah, everyone go check that out. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. There's so many variants, you know, and stuff like that where you think this remix album was great. And on that cover, it's the same album cover, but he's straight. So you can see the guy with the wig and stuff. So yeah, it's mm. just it's just a really fascinating choice to pick that. But it's a really fascinating choice to call it introducing. Like 
Yeah, introducing. Yeah, no, you're it's ending it's, it's, an era, and you're starting an era. Starting an era. No, that's there's that dichotomy, those opposites, that black versus white. You know, the 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 polar peaks. That you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Do. Yeah, and uh, one more I had to had to ask you about number song because that's another one where. Oh yeah, I haven't heard that in a while, and yeah, just amazing to hear a track. You know, when deep cuts, the album cuts that you kind of just forget. And yeah, oh yeah. Now you have Spotify, you can make a playlist and they go straight to the top and then it almost becomes right. your favorite track. It's yeah. I love that man. <laughs> yeah. No, number songs, a great one. It's a good one. There's so many good ones on this album. It's like there, there isn't a single one I would skip, you know, cause I know there's, I mean, if there is one to skip, it's that even though it's, even though it's a great little song, it's that little instrumental minute long number that I think is titled why hip hop sucks in 96. <laughs> Which is a beautiful little song, and then you've got the little phrase said, "It's the money." It's the money. <laughs> you know, on the, which take from that what you will, but I'll tell you what: there was a lot of real good hip hop happening in '96. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> a lot of real good hip hop happening, in 96, despite the title of that. So, and I'm sure he wasn't saying that quite that black and white, but you yeah, know, you know. yeah. But I think that's again another era of this, like where this album was at that time i think there was certain movements in rap that have just solidified different things nowadays and then right. it's so like the battle lines were drawn you were like if you don't like night like i had i liked everything but by the time i'd got into raucous i was full right. backpacker mode burn your puff daddy cd situation <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I was becoming like that but yeah rare but then yeah. you know what's interesting though you talk about legacy oh. and obviously it's radiohead tom you're all these people that have come out from this album i think even cut oh. copy cut cop i was watching some youtube videos and uh they cut copy popped up on my dj shadow uh, uh algorithm and I've not heard Cook Copy in years. And like, yeah. he was talking about the album, like, introducing our favorite album. And it's all right. But wow, like, yeah, it still has a real. That's funny, too, because I was just reading about the Tom York. Yeah, him talking about how he was got so inspired from mm. introducing, to start doing the cut and paste kind of approach to a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like, like Burial and Fortet and people like that now. Yeah, Burial. Yeah. <laughs> We could do <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I actually had burial. I was playing burial for my son about a week ago. Wow. I took out the, he was, for some reason, my son thinks that anytime he hears any electronic music, he thinks it's dubstep. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know in what world, like the term dubstep became the term for all electronic music amongst the youngsters around me. I yeah, don't know yeah. why, but yeah. no, no, no. Let me play you dubstep. Yeah. Like real dubstep. I'll play you dubstep, you know, and then yeah. I put on that first burial record. I'm like, here's like one of the godfathers. All right. <laughs> oh, true. oh, man, Sean, we, we are going to get along famously. <laughs> like now, yeah. now, now that, but because I think it's a bit of an ongoing joke on this podcast. I basically bring up burial a lot, but I think it's rightly so. He is our Neo. Oh. He is our Neo oh in the gosh. matrix is what I call Oh, it. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's interesting though. You said that about dubstep, just the sidetrack again. But I think in any conversation about hip hop, if you're going to sidetrack mm. into these other realms, DJ Shadow's introducing is the album that does it itself. So you can't help but talk about people like Burial and Ninja Tune and Forte and people like that. And there is a documentary for anyone who's into dubstep or what they feel dubstep is and how it became what your son now perceives it as compared to probably what me and you perceive it as there is right. an absolutely excellent documentary on youtube and it's just the history of dubstep and i can't actually remember it's just this guy youtuber who's made it who loves burial and all that and hated skrillex and he sh kind of really breaks down how they got to Skrillex from Burial and before Burial, you know, like, uh, right. I can't, names escape me, but like Code 9, people like that. Like, basically. Yeah, I'm thinking of like Hyperdub and the Tectonic labels. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that doc, if you if you like a music doc, man, you should jump in on YouTube. And I, I got to jump. I'm so bad about the music. You know, I, I, I'm i like, for such a music nerd, there's so many music docs I need to see. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. That's because you like everything as well. It's not even like you like one genre. You should like everything. But uh, yeah, no, I was saying, the, it's quite nice to see that legacy is there from these artists who are making it. But you know what else it reminded me of? Listen to this. A lot of um, younger people that I work with end up, yeah. they call it chill wave, but it becomes, it's almost like YouTube mixes. Like people, I don't right. know if you've ever got into this world, but it's like, it's uh, people who just put really chilled out hip hop onto YouTube videos for like three hours and people just work to them. And 
Oh yeah, these loops and stuff. Like mm. people have looped together. That's funny because again, the sorry, bring up Aphex Twin. There's this <laughs> great track, like 12 minute track, ambient track he made called Stone and Focus many, many years ago. Mm. And tons of people out there on YouTube, you can find a hundred million of them have looped this song and made hours and hours of, so you can just listen to it on a loop. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. kind of get that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think of like producers like clams casino or something, and mm. you can hear some of that dream, yeah. that dreamy hip hop cloud, hip hop, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of thing and, and, and live on that for a couple hours. I could see that. Yeah. And you talk about cloud. There's some blissed out, real blissed out, you can tell people have been smoking all day like to, to tracks on oh, yeah. where you're like there there are just some really blissed out tracks where you're like oh you have to be doing some mind altered state situation here because to be, to be responsible for this <laughs> to be responsible for doing how have you even thought of these things but yeah right. no absolutely brilliant man Sean this has been absolutely amazing to talk to you about this album but i did I, I, yeah, same i did want to jump in yeah i did want to jump in a little bit with your career though and just kind of seeing the world you're in and where hip hop lives in that. So uh, you're an actor, you've been acting for a large part yeah. of your career. Congratulations on that alone. I know a lot of actors, you know, it's a hard job. Right. So I no, yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's a, it's a gig. It's funny. You know, people like right now I've been and for the last 18 years, I've been doing a show called NCIS, a one hour, you know, show and people don't realize, you know, how much work you put into a one hour show. It's, you know, mm. five, sometimes six days a week, you know, you're up at, you're up and out the door at 6 a.m. You're coming home at seven or eight o'clock at night. You know, you got 12 hours to go to. But anyway, one of the things that always that like became a thing over the years is because you would start work so early in the morning, 6 30, 7 a.m. You and you'd be like, not like you're making a cup of coffee at 6 30 and kind of slowly rolling, like you're up rehearsing, blocking scenes, you know, doing stuff like that. Hmm. And one of the things that I was doing for years, and I it took me years to realize it. I was warming up vocally and kind of getting in a performance mode a little bit because on my whole ride to work, I have a 25 mile ride to work, right, right. not in traffic, but it's, I got a half hour of work and every ride is hip hop. And every ride is usually a lot of pretty like intricate lyrics. And I just, and I'm doing, and I'm just going with it. Like I play, like you'll hear me play a lot of Earl sweatshirt oh, on my wow. way to work. Earl sweatshirt's one of my favorites of all time. All okay. time. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, so I kind of realized like after a while, you know what, I'm kind of, I was, I, that I was warming myself up kind of vocally almost to perform just by mm. almost like exercises, wrapping along with my, with my bloody, you know, CDs in my car, <laughs> or, you know, MP3s, whatever. That is amazing. That is amazing. I did not think we'd find uh acting NCIS ill sweatshirt kind of triangle, but we have, <laughs> And I feel like my work is done. That's it. Now. Somehow it's come together okay. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. But this is, I was actually going to ask you really where hip hop plays in your life and how it goes down on set or like with your other actors and people in your, like your oh, basic well, peers. Yeah. You know, you know, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm known to, you know, all my friends know me as the big music nerd, the one that listens to everything from, you know, you know, Tom Petty to Young Thug. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, you know, so I'm, I'm always playing stuff. Actually, Wilmer, Wilmer Valderrama is on the show with me. I'm constantly playing him like I'm always finding like cool new trap stuff. And and oh. I, I actually love a lot of the a lot of the stuff that the 808 Mafia guys have been producing for years now, you know, Southside and mm -hmm. especially Murder Beats, Murder Beats right. and, and, and TM88. These guys are amazing. But right. Um, I'm frequently playing a lot of the new stuff that I find, mm. uh, for Wilmer and, and Wilmer knows I'm like, I'm the requisite, I'm the requisite, you know, <laughs> hip hop guy or just music guy in general. So yeah, yeah. whenever he has questions about music, he's like, talk to Sean, talk to Sean. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Is there any surprising hip hop heads in that universe where you, where we'd be, maybe be like, Oh, hold on. Didn't know they were into rap. You know what? One of our, one of our. One of our head writers, I'm not going to say who, but one of our head writers who you would never guess in a million years is one of the most hardcore hip hop heads of all time. He knows every, he knows every word ever uttered by Lil Wayne. I know wow. that. I don't, but he does. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of words. That is <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know that much. I know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we've got, we've got a couple hip hop heads around the NCIS. Uh, Bad. Yeah. Okay. Everyone talks about the wire. Everyone talks about snowfall actually NCIS also underlying hip hop 
hip hop attitude. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so, we're uh, it's a, maybe some way we, we can we can make an episode about that. Someone would do something. Yeah, oh, you never know, man. You never know. Be fun. <laughs> so you're talking that you had kids as well, obviously. Uh, how how are they in the hip hop realm? Like you're you sound a bit like me, if I'm being honest. Like into lots of different genres and passionately yeah. into them. Uh, yeah. How is that with your parenting? Are you like kind of nudging them into into areas? You, you know, like? it's it's funny because I'm. I mean, obviously, with a lot of a lot of hip hop, especially a lot of the current stuff, there's a lot I can't really play around my kids. For sure, you know, for sure. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. And um, but I, I am totally enjoying. Like my daughter, her world is musical theater. Right. So everything is musicals for her. So right. and that actually is kind of some of the little bit of music related stuff that I don't know about. Even though I'm an actor, mm. musical theater is not like my scene. Yeah. So she's kind of gotten me a little bit into that and. I take her to what's great is right now I'm on hiatus. So, mm. and they're still doing schooling, a little in-person schooling. So I've been able to, you know, play chauffeur a little bit to the kids and stuff. And they, yeah. they know that when they're in the car with daddy, the daddy's going to be playing some kind of music, going to be talking about the music, giving them some sort of history lesson on it, you know? <laughs> so it, it's, it's funny. Like we, I definitely, you know, like my son has his opinion. My son's 11. His name's river. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my my boy, he's got his opinions. I was actually playing some Metallica yesterday out loud, and right. he goes, "I don't like heavy metal." <laughs> 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 and that was the first time I heard him say that. And then, oh. uh, it was, it's funny though, but he he actually likes when I play the rap stuff. He doesn't he doesn't know the different you know mm. he doesn't know the artists and stuff. He doesn't follow that. Okay. And my daughter, like I said, my daughter Caitlin, her whole world is musical Musicals. theater. So if it's not part of a play, like she doesn't yeah. want to know. It. <laughs> but they might get to that age. They might get to age 16, 17, 18. Oh, yeah, when they get there, I know I know how that happens. Yeah. It, it happened to me and I never went back. Music. Yeah. yeah. You know, it changes you. Yeah, absolutely. 100% it does. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I but oh, by the way, talking about samples, how about how about in introducing mm. that this just popped in my head, the sample, the Metallica sample of Orion. Do you remember that the, the, he samples the Orion, Orion, which is, the, you know, Orion, the instrumental from Master yeah, of Puppets? Yeah, yeah, the Master of Puppets, yes, yeah, yes. The, that, that slow, distorted oh, bass yeah, burn in, yeah, that's, yeah. that's in, that's sampled right. in introducing, I forget the track, but it's there and it works so perfect. Damn, look where he was going. Most things done. Yeah, yeah, bad. That's crazy. See, this is, again, mm-hmm. it makes an album like this. It doesn't just make you want to listen to like Dillard's Donuts and whatever. It makes you right. also want to go like, I want to watch a Lynch film. I want to listen to Metallica. And I think that again, just going back to my initial point about how this took hip hop to a place where, like you just said, that Earl sweatshirt, right? Today, yeah. I don't know if many people around me love Earl as much as I love Earl. But then yeah. when I hear him on something I'm new on the alchemist, it's like, Oh, like this is where the, this is how far we've gotten. And I think things like mile, uh, milestones are like introducing pushed and pushed and pushed the boundaries to the point now where my friends don't even listen to Earl, but he has such a world of fandom around him in the nineties. Sure. You couldn't find that everything crossed over everything. If you tr- love tribe, You'd probably love Gangstar. And if you love Gangstar, right. you'd probably love those guys. And I feel that it's as it's got further and further apart, you have these different mm. worlds. And yeah, it's fascinating. Because some of them uh, acts you were telling me about, I've not really heard their music, but I listen to a lot of rap. So it's interesting that, you know, there's still these worlds to explore. And yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, there's always someone pushing it somewhere. Like there's never, it's, I mean, even yeah. when you think, like, ah, there's someone, there's not, I can't listen to any more crap. There's someone that's pushing it in some awesome new direction. Yes. And there's going to be a group of people doing it and they're going to find something special. It's happened since music has always been around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's an artistry that's like unbelievable. I mean, it's just a beautiful blank canvas. And some of these guys, what they can do, some of these men and women, you know, unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy. Uh, and introducing that- is the perfect example of that. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, 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 no. Sure, absolutely. No. Uh, but on that, like you've just said, it wraps it up really nicely because you're saying there about like uh, the track. If you, if you, uh, my uh, question I always ask everyone at the end is basically what's the last great piece of music you heard? And it could be old, it could be new, but do you have one where you were like, Oh, that's the last great piece. I think I heard. Ooh, Ooh, that's hard. Um, you know what recently, and I was kind of slow to get on this oddly enough. Um, 
I kind of only recently got on the Barter Six Young Thug, his debut album. Okay. There is some stuff going on in those. I think there's only like eight or nine tracks. There's not a lot of tracks, mm. but there's stuff going on in that album that is like unbelievably good. Really? Like unbelievably good. Okay. Oh, so good. Barter Six, his debut album. Mm-hmm. Um very special very and i know it's a couple years old at this point but you know now everything's a couple years old at this point so what are you gonna do <laughs> exactly exactly i like you know, now now in 2018 is a couple years old so exactly because <laughs> there's so much music now i like uh going back to something that's only about a year or two old and it's like oh yeah, yeah like i don't know there's so many albums i listen to now and on the shuffle bang you hear one of them tracks about 2017 2016 you're like, god right. yeah, i completely missed this because it's been so much it's hard to really sit with something and again introducing was that like you sat with this album like yeah, on yeah. your journeys on your commutes or when you were studying or whatever another good thing about the no lyrics thing is because you could do a lot of things to this like read a book right. it was almost like a study some people <laughs> could study to it if they wanted to yeah absolutely on to it or whatever yeah and just before i forget that other thing i thought when i heard this back was like how many DJs were just doing DJ albums? Because I can't remember many. Like, right. no, you're absolutely correct. Like, they were. Like, I, DJs I mean, so I think you, for for someone that labels themselves, I agree with you. For someone that labels themselves a DJ, I mean, they really went out on uh, on something a special kind of tip to go do that because that is very outside your usual kind of DJ format. Yeah, yeah. Like, no artists, no features, nothing. I'm just gonna do it. So, yeah, yeah it's really weird. We're gonna build this thing out of all these obscure pieces and yeah i i think literally the metallica sample and the little bjork sample are the two most famous probably little yeah. things that you could recognize you know from somewhere else yeah 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 um, I think that's probably about it on that album yeah and even then you don't like me i didn't even do it mm-hmm. like, oh yeah sometimes you no, because it because it because yeah. it because it, it envelops in the rest of it so beautifully yeah. you know, he it doesn't just take someone else's thing and puts it up he makes it a beautiful piece yeah it's transformative it makes it completely new yeah yeah absolutely yep. Yep. well yeah man uh look we're like quicksand we're trying to get away from the album and it just pulls you back in because it's <laughs> well, that good because right. it's that good right. but yeah man thank you sean for coming on man i really appreciate it hey no i had a great time thank you for having me no man the passion the love is real and uh yeah i look forward to the next thing you're doing and uh man, the thank door's you. always open man if you if you ever just want to just feel like chatting chatting this again we've got a patron coming up so i'm going to be pretty much on this mic every week <laughs> just nice, like, nice, talking nice. to people so yeah so if you're ever about man definitely give us a shout i appreciate that offer very much i do thank you so much for having me man no nah, wicked man peace peace bro all right take care bro